This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, December 16th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Trump missing cabinet pick. Obama sets table for China trade fight. Conaway signals work focus on SNAP reform. Spokesman for President-elect Donald Trump have been reminding reporters on a daily basis he's ahead of the pace on announcing his cabinet nominees. But that won't be the case with USDA if Trump doesn't name his agriculture secretary today. President Obama named his interior and agriculture secretaries on the same day, December 17, 2008. Trump announced Montana Representative Ron Zinke is his interior secretary yesterday. That's a nomination that has been well received by both agriculture and conservation groups. But there is still no sign of an announcement from Trump Tower on USDA. The leading candidate still appears to be North Dakota Senator Heidi Heitkamp. But another name that surfaced is Wade Cowan, a Texas farmer and former president of the American Soybean Association. And Nebraska agribusinessman Charles W. Herbster, who chaired the Trump Advisory Council, tells AgriPulse he's still in the mix, too. Herbster said last night he doesn't know when an announcement will be made. Idaho Governor Butch Otter also emerging as a possibility for ag, but his staff didn't know yesterday whether Trump had interviewed him. The governor's spokesman said, all we know is he's being vetted as a possible candidate. That's all we know. Otter's backers include Bill Flory, a former president of the National Association of Wheat Growers and a member of Trump's Ag Advisory Council. USTR hands Trump opportunity to confront China. The Obama administration has set the table for agriculture to be a key part of Trump's strategy to confront China on trade policy. In September, the U.S. trade representative filed a challenge with the World Trade Organization over China's artificially high price supports for wheat, corn, and rice. And yesterday, USTR announced a related challenge accusing China of failing to import billions of dollars worth of grain through tariff rate quotas that were set up when that nation joined the WTO. The two cases, which could take more than a year to resolve, will be one of the first major challenges for the new USDR. Dan D'Amico, who met with Trump yesterday in New York, is considered a leading candidate for that post. Nemeco has been advising Trump on trade policy and is the former CEO of the Nucor Steel Company. North Dakota Senator Heidi Heitkamp, who Trump is believed to be considering as Agriculture Secretary, lauded the WTO cases against China. Heitkamp said, Today we're again standing up to hold China accountable for cheating North Dakota farmers. Conaway adds SNAP Advisor. Jennifer Tiller, who manages a D.C. organization that helps veterans find employment, has been hired to advise the House Agriculture Committee on the Supplemental Attrition Assistance Program as that panel writes the new farm bill. The hire provides further evidence that Chairman Mike Conaway plans to beef up the employment provisions and SNAP that encourage recipients to get jobs. Hey, we're ethanol. Remember us? That's essentially the message to Trump in a letter from 17 pro-biofuel groups. The letter calls on Trump to stand strong against those who seek to undermine the renewable fuel standard. The groups that range from companies like ADM and DuPont to trade associations like Growth Energy and the Renewable Fuels Association also pledge to offer their full support in your continued efforts to grow the nation's renewable fuels industry. Syngenta accused in pesticide case. 
EPA has filed an administrative complaint seeking $4.8 million from Syngenta for pesticide misuse. The agency said that in January 2016, 10 workers were treated at a hospital after entering a research field too soon after it was sprayed with Lorsban Advanced, the active ingredient for which is chlorpyrifos. EPA said Syngenta didn't warn its workers to avoid recently treated fields and then allowed or directed workers to enter the treated field before the required waiting period had passed. Syngenta says it's been working for months with EPA to resolve the matter and that no workers were injured. Syngenta says EPA, quote, is overreaching its authority with its enforcement, lacking precedent, and disregarding its own policies and regulations. Best Worst Agencies to Work For USDA is improving its standing on the list of best places to work in the federal government, a point of pride with the outgoing secretary, Tom Vilsack. But some individual agencies within the USDA still have some work to do, that according to the latest survey. As a whole, USDA ranks ninth among the 18 largest departments, tied with the Social Security Administration. Survey also scores 305 sub-agencies across the entire government. The Risk Management Agency is the highest-ranking USDA agency at 36th, followed by the USDA's Office of Inspector General at 47th and the Farm Service Agency at 54th. RMA score has improved dramatically during the Obama administration, increasing from 55.5 in 2009 to 76.2. The lowest rated USDA agency is the Office of the Assistant Secretary for Civil Rights, 294th. The Food and Drug Administration, which is part of the Department of Health and Human Services, ranks 73rd among the 305 agencies. The Bureau of Land Management, part of the Interior Department, is all the way down to 240th. So where's the worst place to work in the entire federal government? The Secret Service. Here's today's He Said It. I don't know of any astronaut who doesn't come back and say, we'd better take care of this. If we foul this up, there's no coming back from that. That was John Glenn, the late senator and astronaut whose body is lying in state at the Ohio State House today. Glenn was talking about his experience of seeing the Earth from space. Washington lawyer Mike McLeod, who handled agriculture policy for Glenn during his unsuccessful presidential campaign, says of Glenn, he will always be a hero to me. In closing, here's a programming note. Daybreak is going to be on holiday until January 3rd. Everyone at AgriPulse wishes you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Well, that is Daybreak for this Friday, December 16th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the American Association of Crop Insurers. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.